Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Why is quitting alcohol so damn hard? Why do so many people fail? Is it because we're alcoholics? Is it because we're born this way? Is there something wrong with us? Well, if you ask me, there's nothing wrong with you whatsoever. But there is a reason why stopping alcohol is so hard that is outside of you. This isn't your fault. So I'm going to unpack this for you in the video today. So the very first reason why it is so hard to stop drinking alcohol is due to the addictive nature of alcohol. Now, many people believe that if they're the kind of person that has just one drink and then it turns into three bottles of wine or two bottles of wine or one bottle of wine or whatever, they think that there's something wrong with them as an individual. What people don't realize is that the nature of a drug is for you to consume one and then another and another and another. And it's a chain reaction that never ends until you stop doing it. Alcohol is no exception, right? Alcohol is no exception to crack cocaine, to heroin. It is one of the most addictive drugs that you can take. And the problem is that it's so normalized in society. It's not normal to go into a bar and light up a crack pipe, but it is okay to just get yourself a drink. But this is one of the reasons why quitting alcohol is so hard is because of the addictive nature of the drug itself. Then also you combine that addictive nature with the effect of alcohol. And what it does is is that you drink one drink, you become very dehydrated, so you become thirsty, which makes you want to drink more. It's a deadly, deadly combination. And it's why people can drink 10 pints of beer and then want to drink more. If you drank 10 pints of water, you'd, you'd probably be sick. Yet people can just drink beer after beer after beer after beer after beer. So that's the first reason. The second reason lies in the conditioning. Now, I speak about this on the channel all the time, but it's so important for me to come back to it again and again and again because it is the root cause of the drinking and it's never going to end. Now, how do I know that this is the true root cause of drinking? Well, think about this. There are thousands of people that watch this channel that don't drink alcohol anymore, yet they keep tuning in. They keep watching the videos. And I think that is a, a very smart idea. And the reason why a lot of people that don't even drink alcohol still watch these videos is because they need the reminders. Because at the end of the day, if you just stop drinking alcohol and go out into the world, there are forces, powerful, powerful forces, powerful messages that will be repeatedly put into your brain by other people that profit from your addiction that want you to drink alcohol. And you need to be able to combat that. You either need to be 1000% certain in your worldview, the way that I am, or you're just going to need constant reminders. Either way is fine. Eventually you will get to the state of mind that I'm in after not drinking alcohol for a while. You know, it has been four and a half years for me now. This problem is completely irrelevant. It's not even a problem anymore. It was a problem for a decade, but as soon as I changed the way I viewed alcohol and was so certain in my worldview and so sure that alcohol would never add anything to my life, I never drank again. But if there was no conditioning, people would never watch my channel. They'd watch a few videos, they'd stop drinking, and they'd never revisit anything. People in the program, they'd revisit some of the modules, some of the, the actual process that I take people through, because people need reminders. Now, one thing that we need to know about the conditioning is that it's subtle and it builds up. I'll give you an example. So last time that I drank, which was about five years ago, four, four and a half, five years ago, whenever it was, I actually started smoking cigarettes again. So I'd started drinking and drank for a few weeks or a few months. And I remember because I was at university at the time, I, I went to university quite late, so or college, as you might call it in America. But I remember being sat at university and I would be in the, in like the lobby. So you have this big lobby with a cafe where people would come with their laptops and there was computers there. It was really nice. But I would remember seeing students go outside smoking cigarettes. And at first I was like, ugh because I used to smoke. And then eventually I was like, huh, you know, they're laughing, they're joking with their friends, socializing, having a cigarette. And I started looking at the cigarettes and I started visualizing myself smoking it again, thinking, oh, that would be nice. And that was a seed that was planted, but I didn't act on that seed 
for a long time. It might have been, well, it was actually quite fast. It, may have been, it might have been a week later. But I can remember, I can still remember the point where my mindset shifted. Now, the thing is, is with cigarettes, is that the conditioning isn't so deep anymore. Most people have come to a logical conclusion that cigarettes are just disgusting, right? Not no offense if you smoke, but a lot of people have come to that conclusion, but it's not the same with alcohol because with alcohol, the conditioning still runs deep. At one point, we were conditioned to see smoking as a good thing. There were all sorts of weird slogans. In fact, I'll put a few on the screen right now, but you can see that there was many bizarre slogans that wanted you to smoke. And I ended up smoking again. And within days, I was back to smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. It was, it was insane how quickly I went back to smoking like I used to smoke. And that's without extremely deep conditioning. That was just a few moments of seeing cigarettes as a good thing and then boom, I'm back on it. This is the thing with alcohol, is that with alcohol, there are, there are huge forces that want you to drink that are gonna constantly push it on you. Media, marketing, even friends, because there's a huge incentive for you to drink for companies. They want you to drink because it's gonna profit them money. But even you've got friends that when you're together, they might want you to drink because they feel uncomfortable that they're drinking and you're not. So we always need to look at the incentives. So when somebody is trying to encourage you to do something, which is drink alcohol in this case, you need to look at the incentive of that person. When you see that marketing message, look through the marketing message and see, okay, what's really going on here? What's the incentive of me buying that product based on that marketing message? If a friend of yours says, let's go out for a drink tonight, what's the incentive? Well, they want to drink. But the problem is, is that with all of these things, you gain nothing. Other people gain something and the end consumer, which is you, gains nothing. In fact, you just get things taken away from you. Your health, your relationships, your life expectancy, your money, people, you gain nothing, which is why everything boils down to your perception on alcohol. If you click the link in the description, there is a training video that shows you more about addressing the root cause of the conditioning by using my method. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.